It's Thanksgiving. Yay! It's my favorite holiday of the year. And all of you guys who are grabbing your shopping bags and putting up your Christmas trees, I'm going to ask you to cool your jets for just a second, okay? Let's take a moment. Everybody take a deep breath and let's enjoy the season for what it is. Let's give thanks. I am thankful for you being here today because we are in part two of our 2024 email marketing plan series. We are getting ready to get our 2024 plan in place so that we can have a less stressful and more profitable year. So if you haven't done it already, head on over to the show notes and download your absolutely free 29-page confident copy calendar and workbook. We are using that as our guide to help us step-by-step eat that elephant one bite at a time. So I know you're probably going to be pretty full this week, but just put on your stretchy pants, y'all. You can do this. Let's get started. Welcome to Copy That Converts, the podcast that gives you copywriting and email marketing tips to help your business connect with ideal clients who will actually buy. Consider me your bossy big sister for your business. I'll tell you exactly what to do to create high converting copy so you can close your laptop with confidence knowing that you've created words that work. I'm Megan Wisdom, a certified copywriter and bona fide big sis who's helped five, six, and seven figure business owners make thousands of dollars through email marketing. And I want to help you do that too. Get ready for some no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is advice with a sprinkle of fun as we learn how to create copy that converts into sales. So here's something I've never told you about myself. In addition to being a certified copywriter, I'm also a certified teacher and a certified librarian. Now that I think about it, that's a lot of certifications. But regardless, I am. I am a certified librarian. So I've spent a lot of time in bookstores and libraries, and it's just one of my favorite places to be. But imagine if you walked into those places and there were just piles of books everywhere. On this stack, you had mixed in mysteries and the how-tos. And over there, you had romance novels and children's picture books. It would just be overwhelming, confusing using, you wouldn't know where to go to get the things that you wanted. You'd be overwhelmed and just want to, you know, probably leave and nothing would get done, right? And that is the same with your email marketing files. Our digital files especially can become a hot mess. And while you can organize it later, it becomes more and more of a headache to do so. So planning out a year's worth of content, if we're going to do that, we need to do it right. Start from the beginning with a system that actually works for us because it would be a pity to spend time and energy planning out your year, getting your email marketing marketing, all systemized and in place, but then not knowing where to find all the good stuff that you created. So let's get it right, right from the start. Okay. Your future self will thank you. So what do you need? Let's start. I'm going to speak to you as if you're using Google Drive because most of my clients are these days. I think it's pretty easy and pretty universal. I feel like that's the the system of choice. So we're going to go with that terminology, but just know this works for anything. If you're using Microsoft Office or whatever, it doesn't matter. The system is still the same. You want to start with your folders. In your Google Drive, you need to have a folder that's labeled Mark marketing. And within that marketing folder is the subfolders and that's where the magic happens. There are two different ways that you could create those subfolders. And it really just depends on how your brain works, like how your brain understands how to find things. I like to do it this way. I have a folder for my email marketing, my social media marketing, my launch marketing, and my metrics. So those are four different folders. And within those folders, then we have the actual content. You could also do it by month if that makes more sense to you. So you have your marketing folder and your subfolders folder would be January, February, March, April. Within January's folder, you would have all of your marketing materials right there. Social media, email, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all right there in January. So if organizing by date makes more sense to you, go for it. If organizing by type of content makes more sense to you, go for it. But regardless, set up your folders with a system in place. Also, don't forget that you can make those folders different colors so that they stand out in your Google Drive. That has been the key for me. So I I like to make all of my email marketing content a certain 
certain color social media, a certain color website stuff, a certain color. And that way my brain just can picture it a little bit better. The next thing you want to utilize is the actual document. So you want to create a template for your email newsletters. I like to do this very simply. It is a document with a table at the top. And within that table, it has the send date, the subject line, the preview text, and who I'm sending it to. So this would be if I'm sending it to my entire list, which segments are getting it, who I need to exclude. All of that information is in a little table at the top of this template. And then the text of the email is configured below. Once you set up this newsletter template, all you have to do is duplicate it each time. Now, the key is going to be how do you find that information? And you want to make sure that you're labeling it correctly. So when you title that document, each time that you create a new one from your template, I would recommend labeling it by date. So if you send out your newsletter emails every Wednesday, then let's say it is November 15th and you're going to label it 11.15.23 and you might and you might add newsletter. You could also underscore and then maybe have the topic so that it's easier to find. Now, right now you may be thinking, Megan, this sounds like extra work. Why wouldn't I just write it within my email service provider? That's a great question. Here's why you don't want to do that. It is so much harder to find things within your email service provider. If you ever want to go back and repurpose content, which once you get your plan in place, step two next year, it's going to be even easier because you can repurpose content. I'll tell you how later. Let's not get there. Let's not jump ahead. But what you can do now is then store up this content machine that you have. And all you have to go back and do is update your stories, tweak things, update things so that they're just a little bit more, you know, fresh and new. You don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. That's one of those things that's going to lead to business burnout. So understanding when you can repurpose is a great, great thing to have. So if you save it in Google Drive now, then it's easier to find later. Also, if you're ever searching for information, all you have to do is search for the word that you're looking for in Google Drive. Whereas if you're doing it in your email marketing platform, that could be a little bit more difficult. So I do recommend starting your first draft in Google Drive and then transmitting it to your email service provider. Another thing that will make this easier is if you are using certain branding colors within your email text. So let's say you've selected a certain color from your brand that you use in your hyperlinks, then I recommend doing that in Google Drive from the start. That way you can just copy and paste over into your email service provider and you don't have to format it there a second time. So little tweaks like that, making sure you're using the right font, the right font size that you can just copy and paste and it's all good, makes life so much easier in the end. The third tool you'll want to have set up in your Google Drive is a spreadsheet. This spreadsheet should be your master house of all your key metrics or KPIs, key performance indicators. These are the metrics that tell you how well you're doing in your business. That for email marketing, that includes things like your email open rates, your click rates, how many people are opening your emails, how many people are on your list, and that sort of thing. You want to make sure that your list is growing. You want to make sure your open rates are growing or at least stable. They're not declining. You want to make sure that your click rates are performing well. And how do you do this? You've got to keep track of it. If you don't know, you don't know. A really cool thing is that most email service providers will provide you with an Excel document download that you can have all of this information. And sometimes it can be an overwhelming amount of information. If you can do that, just download the document, download the metrics and delete the columns in this spreadsheet that you don't need. I recommend just sticking with the basics, which is your date that you sent it, the subject line, because that's important. It helps you kind of keep track of which kinds of subject lines are doing better. The total recipients, the open rates, the click rates, and the unsubscribe rates. Those would be the main key information that you want to uh, track if you're just getting started, especially as you get further <laughs> deeper into email marketing, you can go way down the rabbit hole of metrics. If you just want to keep a baseline 
of am I doing well? Am I performing well? Then those are the things you need. Date, subject line, total recipients, open rates, click rates, and unsubscribes. And inside your Confident Copy Calendar and Workbook, you have da, 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 a copy calendar. You want to utilize this, especially not just to see, you know, when you need to send things, but also if you're managing multiple emails that are going out in a, in a week's time, you need to make sure you're monitoring this because you can easily accidentally start sending way too many emails to one person and cause them to unsubscribe. What do I mean? Let's say you're sending multiple emails. You have a community, you have people going through a course and you send them check-in emails along the way, and then you are getting ready to send out a sales sequence. Then each of those need to be added to your content calendar because when you see them all in one place, you'll be more thoughtful about segmenting. Segmenting is another thing as far as organization is concerned that we need to talk about. But first, let me explain. So let's say you send weekly emails to someone who is working through different stages of your course, but you also send a weekly nurture email and you're planning to start a new sales sequence. Without segmentation, you could potentially be sending up to three emails in one day to one person. And that's too much. That's when people are more likely to unsubscribe. And remember, your list is your gold. You want to keep your people on your list and keep them engaged and nurtured. We don't want them to leave if possible. Having a content calendar that shows you that this person is getting this email and this and this, you might want to then exclude certain groups from the email. If you feel like it's too much for the people who are working for the course to get your nurture email, you cannot send it to those people at that time. You also definitely need to have Mark in your group. So if you you have a course that you're selling, for example, and you haven't segmented or tagged your buyers, that's a big problem. Because when you start to try to sell that same course that they have already purchased to them, they are going to get mighty upset. You need to have everybody clearly marked. If you're selling like digital downloads, that's a whole different story. But if you're selling a course or specific one-on-one service, you definitely need to have your people tagged who is bought and who is not. And then when you send out that sales sequence, you're only sending to the people who have not purchased already. Okay. So you're not segmenting yet. Here's what you need to do. Get on it. <laughs> Don't feel too bad. Don't beat yourself up. But this is a great time to get the back end all set up for a new year. You want to make sure all of your opt-ins have specific tags. You want to make sure all of your buyers are tagged. How can you do that? You sell your course on an outside platform, just run a report and then go into your context and tag them specifically a buyer, whatever you need to do. You just need to be aware of what is missing and then make amends for that. Set it up so that going forward, all of those problems are solved because it really can get to be a really big headache as you grow. And can I just give you a bonus tip for organization? As you grow as a business owner, you're going to start outsourcing more and more because you just simply can't do it all and you just don't have enough time to do everything if you're growing. So um, if you start now with project management tools, using those for your everyday life, it's going to make it easier when you decide to bring someone on board who is going to be your VA or your copywriter or whatever. If you already have your SOPs, your standard operating procedures in place, and you have them inputted into some kind of project management system, it's going to be, it's going to make your life so much easier. Just trust me on this. What I mean by that is like, you know, what is your process for creating an email? It's like brainstorming the content, writing the email, coming up with subject lines, adding the links, formatting in your email service provider, write down this exact steps that you take when you create your content. So therefore, when you get ready to outsource that, that other person knows exactly what you want them to do. Think the future. Don't just think now. I know that sometimes it's hard because 
we're like keeping our head above water, but it's so much more beneficial in the end. Some project management tools that I've used and have liked or disliked, I could say, along the way is I see many people use Asana and it's nice. I like Asana. It's great. I've also tried ClickUp. I think ClickUp is excellent. It's very robust, but it's for probably bigger companies rather than the solopreneurs. But if you're like really a data junkie, it would definitely be something to look into. I use MeisterTask on the daily and it is very user-friendly, but it's probably a platform that you've never even heard of. So you might want to look that up. Meister, M-E-I-S-T-E-R, Task. It has a lot of similar features to Trello, but it's more robust. So you might look into that. And Trello, I feel like is a very, you know, just getting started kind of project management tool. I found it a little less intuitive, a little less um, pretty. I don't know. The user interface isn't the best for me, but it might be for you. And I feel like it works really well if you just want to have three different columns where you have like planning, in progress, and done. And then you just drag your your little task cards to each section. So if you just need to see where you are in your project, it could work for you. So check those out. Every one of these project management tools have like a free trial, either seven days, 30 days, whatever. So I definitely recommend trying things because you just don't know what works for you until it works for you. Because every Everybody has just a little bit different way of approaching project management and organization. But my recommendation above all is to figure out what works and get a uh, get an organizational plan in place now, even if you don't have a big team, even if you are just getting started, because it will just help save you so much time and headaches later. I know this because I have been in the back end of so many client Google Drives and easily it becomes a hot mess and they can't find things and they become so stressed about it. They spend so much time digging around digital files, trying to find stuff that it's just, you know, not cost effective. So start now, get a plan in place, organize your copy files so that you can feel even more confident and know exactly where to find everything as you start the next year. Before you go, I got to tell you, because this is the week that Black Friday Madness starts and I too am going to have a special for the holidays and it starts on Black Friday. That is an email audit that is only $97. What that means for you is that you can get your plan in place. You can write your email emails ahead and then to be extra confident that your copy is written to convert to be the most interesting and to capture attention or your subject lines are strong you can send those over to me and I will give you one-on-one personalized feedback on the emails that you have written for only $97 up to 12 emails $97 it doesn't matter if it's nurture emails it doesn't matter if it's a sales sequence it's an incredible deal and this will only be for a limited time so you want to head on over to the show notes hit the link and grab your email copy audit you can buy now and send it in later. You don't have to have all this stuff written immediately. You can take the time to get your plan in place and get back to me at a later time. It's going to be great. I hope you'll take advantage of that because I want you to feel extra confident going into 2024. And join me again next week as we continue this series and talk about how to get good ideas for your email topics. Until then, have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, real quick before you go, if you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd be so grateful if you shared it with a business bestie or better yet, leave a review on iTunes because by doing so, you'll help this podcast reach more business owners who can learn how to use copywriting to grow their businesses. And that's what we're all about here. So thanks.